the Wildling series, Wild Adventure, Chapter 4, Wanderlust. A large, hearty, well-read, and rather worn book full of writing and illustrations sits in front of the friends. They look over the fascinating book and marvel at the intermittent illustrations. The book has a solid binding, rippled pages, and is made mostly of lotus and papyrus. I think this is the book that fell out of my bag at my conclusion. Flipping through the pages, Tonic sounds bewildered. It's Graham's journal. I didn't know Graham's kept a journal. I've seen the book on the shelf where Graham's always shoves stuff, but I never bothered to read it. It's all about traveling. Prism points to a page and asks, quite puzzled, What things are the worlds between? Finding the spot in the book that the sprite is looking at, Tonic clarifies. The worlds between are the places where overlapping worlds connect. It is the between space of the worlds, like a doorway. Grams describes the worlds between as... Hmm, well, there's only so much space. I mean... Tonic tries again with a nose wrinkle. There's a lot of space universe-wise, but the magic of life tends to cause clusters of reality. So where you have one world with enough magic for life, you get multiple realities overlapping. Noticing the friend's confused expressions, Tonic continues, It is... Rather like when I put leaves in a big open teapot. The gnome opens the sourwood teapot on the table and swirls the water and leaves inside by way of example. There's plenty of water for the leaves to all spread out, but the leaves tend to cluster together. Tonic points to the settling sediment. They group up in the best spaces for tea leaves to be. And the universe is like that, too, Tonic continues enthusiastically. The universe is like one big teapot, and the magic which supports life and stories settles like clusters of tea leaves. Beaming at the demonstration, the gnome goes on. Since there isn't room in one world, or section of teapot, for all the realities, or tea clusters that settle there, The possibilities overlap, and the worlds between is how you get from one reality to another. Proud of the metaphor, Tonic asks, does that make sense? Prism and Atcher think it over, exchanging looks. Not really, Prism admits. But we're glad you understand it, Atcher enthuses. Reading quickly while flipping leaves furiously, Tonic motions to the journal between them. It seems that Grams wrote this tome while traveling, and it describes the world between an astonishing array of folk, wildlings, and the world of myth. Prism's eyes flash. Wait. Wildlings? Wasn't that the word your panel wrote in your conclusion? Atcher nods in surprise. With coppery patina eyes shining, 
while taking the bit back from Turbine and tucking it securely into a belt pocket. Tonic agrees thoughtfully. Yes, that's right. I think this book is just what I need. Remember when I was thinking about how much Gramps has traveled? How I wanted an adventure? But I put that off to the side to finish craft conclusions. And then there was so much to do, I sort of forgot. Maybe it's time to try again. Who remembers the last time Grams visited? And no one even knows exactly where Grams' most recent adventure is. I think this journal might help find our missing mentor. Sprite, Brownie, and Gnome look over the journal, trying to decipher the point of it all. They peruse the journal, pausing at any story or illustration that catches their attention, and discover a kind of story to it, a story of lives and experiences. After some time, Tonic picks up the previous thought. This journal is Graham's story, Graham's life. They might be the same thing. Tonic's voice is full with a mix of respect and longing. Graham's has met and spent time with a lot of people while traveling and written the stories down. All these stories seem to say, I am here, they are here, and illustrates that we all have stories. Our lives are all stories to ourselves. Tonic pauses, and Atcher and Prism watch their friend, who clearly has some big thoughts to express. Tonic rushes on. I feel like my story hasn't gone anywhere. What have I learned? What narrative do I have? I want to meet some of the people written about in the journal and learn more stories. I want to find Grams. I want to travel and learn curious rituals, visit with uncommon folk. Prism shifts uncomfortably, but waits for the gnome to finish. I love my house and my friends, my gardens and my work, Tonic goes on. But I also want to experience what else is out there. Grams has traveled so much, and I still live where I always have. Maybe it's time I go wander, go learn new things, meet strange situations. Grams always said, travel changes you, and I want to grow and change. I think it's time to go outside my comfortable and known Atcher and Prism look at each other in surprise. Then Prism's stormy eyes look hard at the gnome. That sounds like a wanderlust. The sprite's blue-gray hair ripples and froths with concern. You just found your craft. Don't you want to blend? You could create teas for the samovar or the curatives. Reading a book is one thing. A whole wanderlust adventure is another thing. Atcher's feet shift uneasily and send the full belt jangling. Remember those questions you asked us before our conclusions? About our passions and how we want to help the world? Your passion is tea. 
You want to help the world with healing blends and tasty steeping, don't you? Are you sure you want to leave just when you're about to start? The brownie frets and crinkles a page of the birch bark journal. Tonic breathes in sharply and ponders as Prism swims in sharp circles. Atcher whispers, You can't ignore a wanderlust, though. You would lose your drive and spark. You would gray to dust if you did. Prism nods decisively. That's true, Atcher. A wanderlust can't be ignored. Tonic, if you want to go, we support you. How can we help? Tonic's persimmon eyes glow with determination. Your support means a lot. Let's make some journey preparations. We should gather knowledge, skills, and supplies, Atcher states. Let's bring Graham's journal for sure. We should take maps and good boots and coats. I will groom my sudden ideas and look for bits and pieces. Prism swirls with excitement and pipes up. We will need to know where we are going and how to get there. Good thinking. We will also need to find food, drink, and safety on the journey. I can train our wind rabbits for communication in case we get separated, and they can cool us and brace us along. As Tonic starts to speak, a curious thing occurs. A small magic stirs around the room, glittering in the sunlight, swirling against everyone then bursting into light. Tonic stands up straight, patting both brown-green hair puffs nervously. Well, that seems a propitious start to our adventure. Something magic just happened. I hope it's helpful. Looking around the garden, Tonic asks, Bramble, will you watch over the gardens? I don't know anyone who can care for them better. The blackberry plant curls a tendril in the breeze. Thank you, Tonic responds, while packing the mighty teaspoon hammer for the trip. All three friends positively fizz with energy, excited to go, though none of them yet know where. Prism muses, I know Clover has to keep working with the marzipandas, that puka will have no time for a wanderlust. But I bet Clover could check on Bramble while we're gone and help out with your garden. Atcher breaks off a small willow and weaves a new hair tie. It helps to have a companion or two on a journey, so I'm glad we're all together. Ooh, Prism, you said safety, which reminds me. We can take my new contraption! The brownie dances with delight. It's a night tent, and I can convert it into a boat. But also, it sometimes turns into a squashed sandwich. The trio begin tidying, packing, and generally preparing the house and garden. Prism sends Undertow to deliver the request about Bramble to Clover. Scones are baked, plants pruned, prunes planted, books organized, and lists made. Atcher follows a sudden idea to the east window and takes some measurements, announcing, I already made a scrubby bubble-up to clean the cauldrons, 
and fixed a geode basin so it would leak for the roaming clickfish. The friends work and pack and ensure everyone's homes are cared for before deciding they are as prepared as they can be for the unknown. Looking at the seafoam satchel, peach pack, and bronze bag, Atcher wonders, Well packed is good, but then what? How do we start our adventure? Which direction do we go? We don't have any clues. The brownie heads home with a head full of worries and finds sleep difficult that night.